Hi there, and welcome to Starting Over at 50, the podcast about the game show of life where you're climbing up the ladder to success only to get thrown off halfway up, getting to start over at zero, and making a go of it. I'm Kurt Benton, your host, and I hope you'll enjoy this next episode. Good morning and welcome to Monday. We're back here on the horse at uh, Starting Over at 50 podcast. It's a beautiful day here in Las Vegas and uh, we're all uh, jumping on board to make things happen. The, uh, the phone calls are going out and emails and the day-to-day life of an in- independent insurance salesman are happening. But I did want to just take a couple moments and talk about the whole election fiasco. Um, I know everybody has their own opinion as to what's going on. Um, There are people on the left who have been bitching and moaning for the last four or five years, and now they expect those on the right to capitulate and all come back and sing Kumbaya. I think most of us on either side have very little um, hope that something like that could happen, especially when you have what appears to have been a very peaceful protest uh, or support rally for the president in Washington, D.C. this week, and um, they were allowed to be attacked by anti-Trump BLM, Antifa um, protesters. Now, when I was growing up, I was a photographer, photojournalist in the South, and I did have the opportunity to attend a couple, not a lot, but a, a couple of, um, we'll call them traditional Klan rallies, you know, the White Hoods and the Grand Klegals and Dragons and all that kind of stuff. And at the same time, wherever there was a, a Klan rally, there was always going to be a counter-protest. Um, even back then, this was 30-some-odd years ago, uh, there were anarchists in that bunch uh, burning the American flag and, you know, demanding socialism now. So I guess you could say things haven't changed that much. Um, but I guess to my point was, I've seen what hate looks like on both sides. Um, even the Southern Poverty Law Center, which is a really left-wing um, social justice uh, think tank, labels indicates that the Ku Klux Klan only has roughly 6,000 members. And if you've ever gone to one of their uh, rallies, you have a really good understanding as to why they're going out because uh, a philosophy of hate and division and anti-Semitism and racism is just not appealing to anybody, I guess, unless you've been brought up in it. Um, But I have no way uh, support for any radicals on either the right or on the left. But when you go out and you attack people who are just standing up for the country, um, that's that's a pretty serious concern to me. Uh, the other thing is back when the Klan rallies, you know, the police kept the two groups apart. There was always the police in the middle. One group was on one side of the road. One group was on the other side of the road. And the two never got together. So you don't see that violence that happened in Charlottesville. You didn't see the violence that you see in Portland or Seattle. So I'm not sure when the decision was made to allow these groups to intermingle in their protests and counter-protests, but that individual probably, whoever was the first person to uh, 
allow that to happen uh, should probably be uh, fired. I think I've probably addressed this uh, sometime previously, but I wanted to go ahead and address it again. Um, our system of government, our country, the United States of America, with all its freedoms and the Constitution, freedom of the press, freedom of religion, freedom of speech, freedom to protect yourself, these are all, you know, under 250 years old. We are a very young republic in relation to the rest of the world. China, Japan. Japan has soy sauce companies that have been around for 1,800 years, uh, and yet we seem to think that we're somehow special and guaranteed tomorrow. And the reality is that for thousands of years, um, you know, even places like the Roman Empire, which lasted, I don't know, four, five, six hundred years, you know, we're still not even at their rank. So this experiment in self-governance, this experiment in personal liberty and rule of law is something that needs to be cherished and protected. And, uh, you know, back in the 1870s, we had a fight, we had a war, essentially about economic determination uh, and what part slavery was going to play in that. And being from the South, it wasn't 100% about slavery. Uh, I'm not saying that it was the, the, the chosen cause or, or some of the mythology that goes about the South. Uh, clearly, I think uh, what happened in the Civil War, the right side uh, prevailed. Uh, slavery was uh, legal. Uh, and honestly, we're you know definitely working on uh, improving the unity of the country. Nothing is perfect. But at the same time, we need to understand that just because we want things to be better, it doesn't mean that things will be better. We need to open our eyes and, and look at some of these problems that we're facing. Uh, we're seeing 70% of young people seeming to think that socialism is something that we should try here, despite the fact that wherever it has been tried in the past has led to devastation of the economy, devastation of individuals, of freedom, imprisonment, of dissent. Um, it's not a good thing, whether it's in Russia or in Venezuela or Chile or, um, you know, any of these modern countries that have attempted some form of socialism. Now, don't go out and say that the Norwegian countries are socialist because they're really not. They have a tremendous welfare state, yes. And much of that is a benefit of the fact that they have sovereign wealth. They have oil offshore that they uh, sell on the open market. Um, and they have a, a, you know, a very generous safety net, very high taxes, and a very small population. So they are able to provide more for, for folks who are there without having to you know, go into massive debt as we have in this country. So, we await, so while we await to see how this whole thing shakes out, um, you know, I just want to say that I'm praying for each and every one of us here in this country. Um, we need to pray for our leaders and our republic. Um, things are not going well. Uh, half of the people almost probably uh, 
feel like there was dirty dealing in this election. And when you look at things statistically, not just the Benford model, but look how in certain counties, in certain swing states, you had a 30% swing from one county to the next, and they're adjacent to each other. That just doesn't make any sense. My hope is that in the next election, we'll have something like a, a blockchain verification to ensure the audibility and uh, integrity of an election. This uh, We're just going to mail ballots out to everybody on the voter list like they did here in Nevada. is just ridiculous, especially when they turned off the signature verification, which we know that they did. So it, it's going to be a hard time for a lot of us. It's going to be a hard time because people are suspicious. People are questioning where we're going and how we're going to get there. I'm not sure how things were going to go for the next couple of years, but get up every day, put on a smile, greet your fellow man with kindness, help those who you can, and uh, keep the faith that uh, you know things will work out. It's not going to be easy. And it may be time for you to step up and get a little more politically active. Uh, we can't just consider that the status quo is going to continue to carry us along. Uh, I think that this COVID thing has, uh, you know, damaged us very seriously. And uh, it's being used somewhat as a command and control function to prevent us from seeing some of what's going on. Not going all Q here. Not going all conspiracy theory, but I do think that perhaps the government has a little more power than they should, and the people have a lot less power than they should. So I know it's kind of a downer for today. Maybe I'll come back later this week and we'll have a discussion about something more uplifting, like going into Thanksgiving, spending time with our friends and loved ones, traveling perhaps. We'll be actually traveling to Virginia. And uh, we'll see how that goes. I haven't traveled since the epidemic started, so I'm anxious to see how that goes. But I'm also anxious to see my parents and uh, my sister and her family. So for now, I wish you all the best. Have a wonderful week. Hit me up on Facebook, or I probably will be transferring my, uh, since not a whole lot of folks follow over on Facebook, I'll probably transfer over to MeWe, where my primary platform is going to be, and uh, perhaps Parlor as well. Once again, have a wonderful day. Be safe. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to your loved ones. And hold each other a little bit tighter these days. Take care.